to the pod with me, Annie, and my beautiful co-host and friend, Holly. Before we start, Holly, happy eight years in Dubai to us. It's our anniversary. Oh my God, congratulations. (laughs) We We made it. We made it. (laughs) In this episode, we have the bold, beautiful, and the face we keep seeing everywhere, single people. This episode is for you and can really help you. (laughs) We welcome Christiana Maxian, the Dubai matchmaker. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm so happy to be here, especially after having you guys on my podcast and talking all about love. Let's really dig deep. (laughs) I know that podcast was a bit brutal, very raw and honest. It was was good, good, though. But I was panicked. I was like, will my partner leave me after listening to it? Well, I think it was funny because when we saw each other right before this, I said, are you guys still together? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously in hopes that you would be because it wasn't too bad. But yes, good. (laughs) But I learned a lot from your podcast, I must say, Mm. because I actually went home and we had some serious conversations. That we're probably meant to have. 100%. You gave (laughs) gave me a little kick I needed to have. Perfect. (laughs) Now, let's get down to business. Mm -hmm. So what we want to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to hear more on, is when did you come to Dubai and why did you come to Dubai? So we are now in 2022. Wow, it's crazy, right? I actually first moved to Abu Dhabi. I Oh, you were an Abu Dhabi girl. Yes, I moved to Abu Dhabi in 2016, August 2016. I came over, I was dating somebody at the time. So we okay. had done long distance and then uh, decided to live together in Abu Dhabi. But as you know, like, not in Annie's case, but (laughs) most relationships uh, come to the UAE to die. But anyway, so we ended up splitting like shortly thereafter. Only like four months did we last. But I decided to stay in the UAE, stayed in Abu Dhabi for a couple of years, really grew my career, decided to make the move to Dubai in 2019 because I think it was like the number one sign that really like kicked me in the rear to do that is because I ended up dating eight guys from the same company of my ex and I said it's time to go (laughs) wow yeah Abu Dhabi is quite small for that isn't it it's definitely a smaller pool yes than Dubai is and plus like it's a paddling pool yes exactly (laughs) and my certain type there's only a few of those there so (laughs) oh okay okay so you more of Dubai boy Yes. Or man, I should say. Man, man. man. No more boys. <laughs> so what is Christiana's tie? Okay, so I really get on with guys who work in finance. Oh, okay. And Why I, do you think that is? Because well, she loves money. <laughs> she, and she loves making it. You love making I money. I do love money, but... And the hustle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good girl. I actually studied finance at Notre Dame. And at the time, uh, Notre Dame was the number one undergraduate business school. So I always got on with somebody in that field because I feel like we could just like talk shop a bit. And people also ask me like what my physical type is. And I do not have a physical type. My type is power. I'm oh. very attracted to a man with power. You could literally be from anywhere in the world, tall, short, anything. You're a powerful woman. So Correct. I feel like you couldn't <laughs> not have a powerful man behind you. No, I couldn't. But yeah. is it not like a mag, you know, when you try and put two magnets together and it just doesn't work? Like you, mm-hmm. it must be hard to find that powerhouse because I don't see anyone telling you what to do. No, you know what? Or being I'm, diplomatic, shall I say. 
I think that me being attracted to somebody with power, I mean, obviously it's like, I don't know, you feel, because I am in such a powerful position, it almost makes you feel a little um, more feminine and puts me more in my feminine energy when I'm mm -hmm. with somebody who is very masculine and so powerful. I won't get too explicit, but I'll just say that what I find with powerful men is they have opposite roles in other ways. Ah, That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay, okay. And let your imagination roll with that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, we've spoken about you being a powerhouse, but for people yes. who don't know you very well, I really want to start from the very beginning. Obviously, we mm -hmm. understand why you moved to Dubai and your career in finance, but obviously you have a very successful business. Mm -hmm. And I want you to give a bit of introduction to your business and how it all started. Yes, so when I first moved to the UAE in 2016, I was actually in education. So so yes, I graduated with a degree in finance, ended up interning at a certain house, but then decided that going the iBanking route and slotting into a hedge fund later on just wasn't for me. And then I actually got my master's in education because some people don't know that I actually was a springboard diver. So I was an athlete my entire life and I did a lot of coaching. So I worked with children and my mother was like, you love working with kids, why don't you go into education? So I did that and when I first came out here, I was in the classroom teaching KG1. Oh my goodness, all the little little monkeys Aww. running around. They're so cute. I love that age, like four to five is like the perfect age because they're so curious about the They've world. They've got their own little personalities. And they're so innocent. Yeah. And everything is just pure <laughs> at that age, right? And they don't have attitudes just yet. <laughs> so it's like the perfect thing. And also they're like quite moldable. Yeah. And they love their teachers. Like every day, like, miss, you're so pretty. Miss, I want to do this. Like just like little people pleasers. So I love that age group. Anyway, so I was in a very corporate school and I worked my way up quickly up the ladder when I came here, and which is why Dubai and the UAE is so amazing because you get these great opportunities and you get promoted based on merit rather than based on time or longevity in a career. I completely agree with you there. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And also being here, even like not just in education, but in other industries as well, you are given so much exposure and experience at such a young age where maybe back home, like in New York, there's no way I would have become a leader in a school by the age of 29 years old in New York. Like, no way. No. So I worked my way up, also became a published author. But the way that the Dubai matchmaker all started was 2020. Everybody's locked down in their homes in Dubai. I decided to create an Instagram account. Now, it was more of a comedic Instagram account where I was documenting my dating experience in lockdown, post lockdown. Which was yeah. so entertaining, by the way. I love doing it. It was so much it, fun. It was, <laughs> and honestly, like you were so honest and raw on it. Yes. And I really think that people were attracted to like that empowered dating standpoint where I was dating people from all different walks of life, all different ages, giving my experience as an American expat at that time, how old was I, 31? Mm -hmm. And with that, a lot of people started asking me questions about relationships, about dating, and I've always loved giving that advice. And what I really found though, and what I've learned in my career in all different types of industries is that I've always been a solution seeker. When you were saying yes. about the teaching, yes. and then I'm thinking now the role you're in, I was like, you like fixing or helping people? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. And I've always been a solution seeker and also like a connector of people. 
And what I really found, especially doing that Instagram account, was that dating in Dubai, there's just a massive, I guess, problem there or this perception of a really negative problem. And everybody has this idea that dating in Dubai is so terrible, so horrible. But if I'm very honest with you, like in the years that I've been here, I've had the most fun time in my life dating here. Absolutely. Because you can date the entire map anybody from anywhere walk of life different industries different parts of the world different ages like it's great so basically i saw this problem dating in dubai i won't get into the stuff that really kicked me in the rear to start but i will say i left education (laughs) maybe not on my own accord but (laughs) it was definitely something that if that wouldn't have happened i wouldn't have what i have today and when i did leave education I only had one client and I said to myself, I was like, I actually wanted to start this career as a dating manager. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because I saw a post on Loving Dubai and I guess somebody put on some kind of job board or whatever that he wanted to hire somebody to organize his dates and that the salary was like 25000 a month, right, Durham? Oh my goodness, who is this man? Exactly, but the thing is you had to be Russian speaking and I was like, ooh, darn. But, <laughs> but what I will say that when I saw that post, I was like, that's what I can be. I was like, I can be a dating manager. There's a demand for it. Yes, there there is yeah. a demand for it because dating especially if you're dating multiple people and you're trying to find like that person for you it gets confusing it gets complex it's complicated all of this so when i saw that post i was like oh i can do something like this but then i invested in like education mentors certifications and i became the dubai matchmaker and here we are wow that's insane literally one year ago today it's your one year anniversary. One year and seven days, something like that. We've got all these anniversaries. We're celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You are killing it. And like I said to you before, we see your face everywhere. You're doing really well. And we've always said that everything happens for a reason. Definitely. And you leaving your previous role, whether that was your choice or not, (laughs) it's made you do it. Trust the process, really. And going into it now, let's be honest, like any true business or any hustle, like anything you want to get to, it's never easy. Through that journey, what was the point with you where you were like, this is hard. I don't know if I could do this. What was your largest speed bump? I will say it's scary when you go from having a consistent salary, no matter what that money is, just consistent. You know you're getting paid every 27th of the month, right? When you go from that to then inconsistency, you don't know when you're going to get to work with somebody new. You don't know when you're going to matchmake again. You don't know if someone's going to hire you for dating coach services or anything like that. So I will say that I left officially one of my jobs or I left the education world in October 2021 and I did have one client. But then because expensive though, like let's be honest, like that must be really like nerve wracking for you because those bills still come in. No matter (laughs) what. And what was crazy too is that I didn't have any savings. I remember so October I had some money because of the client and because I had just Mm -hmm. left my job. So I had some kind of payout there. But then in November, I don't think I made, oh my gosh, I I have the number in my head. (laughs) It was definitely a third of what I needed to live in Dubai. And I remember like November is also my birthday month. And this was also the time where my parents were very much like, you decided to do this. You put yourself in this position. You need to work your way out of it or whatever. Get a part-time job. Do what you need to do. And 
I remember being so upset in the month of November because I knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, I know that I am providing such an amazing service that's going to connect so many people. Just how do I make this grow? But in those times of like real, like, gosh, crying, desperation, all of this, like not feeling like supported or feeling scared and worried about what am I going to do? In this whole time, it really bred that creativity. I then started doing so many different things. Then December was the best month I ever had. And then from there, it's just been up, 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 up. And I will say though that I think that those are all tests. Like when I went through that month in November, because I could have easily just been like, I could find another job in teaching. I could if I wanted to. But I knew that the type of service that I was going to provide was going to be a service that needed dedication from me and effort and time on my part mm. and belief, honestly. So I would say that the hardest or largest speed bump I had was that month of November, which is like my second month of being in business, where I was like, oh my God. God, am I going to make money <laughs> in yeah. the sense of, am I going to survive? What can I do? And when you ask your parents for money and then they just straight up tell you no, you're like, okay, who's my other safety net? Do I have other friends? Like, who can I call? Can I call my uncle? Can I call my cousin? I remember doing that. But also, I'm so happy that every single person I asked for money said no, because I literally built this all on my own, my own merit, my own hard work, my own dedication. And do mm -hmm. you sit there and take it all in? Is it sunk mm -hmm. in yet? It's a proud moment. You've done it. Yes. And like there have been so many milestones that like I've achieved in this process, but I'm also like such a grateful, appreciative person to the universe, to God. And I look back now because I always i am a person who reflects and I love reflecting back. Like I said, seven days ago was like the one year anniversary. And I literally sat down, I wrote out a timeline and I wrote out like all the things that we have accomplished because I also had to do it for this new project that we're coming up with. But I wrote out all of our story and milestones and then our story and numbers, like in terms of like money and things like that. But really, our story and success and how many happy people are in couples in Dubai or around the world because now we match make globally. And I started crying because I was just like so happy. I oh, was like, my oh, my goodness. God, this is amazing. Seeing it in black and white. That really? does open up the next question of obviously you are signed and you have signed with Millier Matchmakers Club. Correct. And I used to watch this. Yes. <laughs> I was like... I can't remember what, how old I was. And it was just one of those TV shows I absolutely loved. Obviously, it's a bit different now, but the mm. name and what it's kind of built on. So how did that come about? So this is actually really crazy because, like I said, I started October of 2021. In May was when I signed on with my PR. But let me backtrack a little bit. I was a part of this WhatsApp group. It was called Dating Industry Leaders, right? And it was just a random group of people that are like dating coaches, matchmakers, not just in the U.S., but globally. And they asked me to join. And I thought, oh, why not? But they would talk about, oh, who wants to do this, wants to do that, da, da, da. Obviously, me being in Dubai, it was hard for me to like do anything with it. But I did reach out on the group. It was December, it must have been. And your killer month. <laughs> it was. And it was crazy because when I started matchmaking here, I literally created the formula and my package from zero. I did not research. I did not copy anybody. I just said, what will work here in Dubai as an experienced single person dating? What is needed? What will work? And then moving on from there, I reached out in December on this group and I said, are there any other matchmakers on here? 
who would be free for a quick chat? I'd love to know how you guys are matchmaking in whatever state, city, country you're in versus how I'm doing it. Woman named Annie responded from Sync Matchmaking. She's like, hey, I'm free in the new year, January. Let's have a quick Zoom. So she's part of Sync Matchmaking and she's also part of Millionaire's Club. She's the operations, but I didn't know this at the time. So we sat down, had a quick chat and we were just talking about parallels and pricing and packages and it was great. And then... I remember we got off the call and I thought, oh, she's so lovely. I, I said, one day I want to be as successful as her. Fast forward, end of May. Then I would have been like eight months in business. And I recently found this out from my other partner, Erica, that they reached out to me at eight months because supposedly eight months in the matchmaking industry, it's your make it or break it month. In terms of if I you really? are, yes. Because a lot of people can start to be a matchmaker and that's all good and dandy. But if you're thriving at eight months, that means that you have longevity in this business. And okay. that you're going to be successful. Babe, you got 12. I uh, know, <laughs> now I have 12. But not only did Millionaire's Club reach out to me, but also Millionaire's Club and Sync are the same, or we're all like a team together. But another global brand reached out to me as well. And I sat with them and we spoke and I decided to go with Millionaire's Club to continue the relationship. I still have a re relationship with the other global matchmakers, but I ended up starting to work with them and that was end of May. And yeah, we did all of our trainings and stuff over summer and we now have Millionaire's Club yeah. clients here Congratulations. in Dubai. Amazing. I feel like we need some like theme tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, and like, it's crazy because Patty Stanger, who's the CEO of Millionaire's Club, yeah. I literally have her book in my house here in Dubai and I look at it and I go, I cannot believe you that I bought her book before I bought her book in 2009. Do you know what? There is Isn't a that saying crazy? that life goes full circle. Like mm -hmm. it's the weirdest thing. Like yes. you never know how things come around. Literally bought the book in 2009. I have it on my desk as like a reminder that this woman used to watch her on television and now you guys are in a partnership. It's crazy. Amazing. So if we have single listeners, yes, they want to know like how to get involved. Can you Perfect. explain the process or what they need to do to sign up? Definitely. So we match make men. So when men are ready for a long term commitment, we always say like, if you invest with us, we will find you that partner. If you want to date in Dubai, we have six month and 12 month packages. Those price ranges start at 25,000 US, go up to 200,000 US. We also have the option to date globally. So I also work with clients that are dating in London, Puerto Rico, Miami. So we also have global wow. packages as well. And as you know, like in Dubai, like some people are traveling a lot for They're work. international. Exactly. And to be honest with you, it's one thing what you're saying with that kind of price range is you're going to get people who really want to find love. And also though, like we are so fortunate enough, like in our company, in our business that we get to choose our clients. So we have people that inquire and maybe, yeah, they do have the money to do it, but we really only take you on if we know that we can match make you in the sense also. And if you're open to the process, because it's not just a process of we're going to put you on a bunch of dates. It's a process of growth and elevation for you too. 
So when you join with us, like before we even give you a contract or an offer or anything, we say, are you open to the matchmaking process? Which includes, you might need to see our stylist, our photographer, RTT. You might need to do a couple of other services in order to reach an excellent level where you are dating at your best. And then are you open to feedback that we'll be giving you during the dating coaching process? Because that's quite a raw conversation to have, Mm -hmm. really. Like, let's be honest, because it's kind of like, let's call a spade a spade now. They wouldn't be talking to you if they didn't need your help. But sometimes people, you know, it's that truth of the matter of like, you know, you might need to be a little bit more polite, less Mm -hmm. aggressive with your tone of voice. Eat with your mouth shut. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just giving it like PG examples, but like to have those kind of conversations, it must be very challenging for you to deal with so many different personalities because it's kind of like also doing like a review of like if you were in at work <laughs> like and like a giving Google someone review, a review. I know. <laughs> well you know what is great is that the men that we work with for matchmaking people might think like they're like these flashy guys who are at the club at 2 a.m i'm going to tell you right now the men that i work with right now 100 of my current clients mm. don't drink are maybe entrepreneurs or C-levels like in their companies. They don't go to the club. They're not going out to bars. Yeah. They are super focused on exercise. Maybe maybe somebody's doing an Ironman in three months. So the reason why they really employ us is not only because we have an amazing database of incredible women, but because maybe they don't have all of the outlets or avenues to meet somebody that is on their level, I would I say. I think it's time as well. I know that's, that's it. And that's I think it. that's what mm-hmm. the issue is personally like I was single as you know I'm in a relationship now but I was single for say like five years of my Dubai life and I think because everything's so fast-paced here Mm-hmm. And you just need that kind of support just to help you manage it, so to speak. Because no one's going to come knocking at your apartment. Like, you've got to go out and get it and put that time in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that I know that are single, and then when they go out and they're thinking, I really want to find a date, I really want to find a partner. And then you do hear a lot of people then say, well, as soon as you stop looking, sometimes it happens. Correct, I know. It happened so, to me that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what's your thoughts on that? So I think that if you're going out, right, so... Mm-hmm. So obviously when you hire a matchmaker, you're super intentional about it. And like when we're putting you on dates, it is in the hopes that you will find a partner. But let's say you're going out with friends, you're doing this, you're socializing, going to the gym, whatever it is. I think it's so important to not go out with the goal of thinking I'm going to find somebody because then that puts a lot of expectation and pressure on yourself and then you just keep letting yourself down and then that's when this whole like negative thought of I'm never going to meet anybody starts seeping in and then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy if you start thinking I'm never going to meet somebody it's hard to then meet somebody I also when we were on your podcast Mm -hmm. we spoke about how I've been with my husband for nearly 12 years. So if I ever break up, I'll probably have to come to you for dating (laughs) advice. Hopefully I don't obviously get divorced. But I suppose when I went on my first date with my husband, both him and I actually have admitted to each other that first date, yeah, it was great. But we didn't really think maybe we'll go on a second one because we Mm -hmm. didn't know if the chemistry was there. And do you find that a lot of clients maybe kind of say no and then you think, no, maybe go on a second date because you might change your mind. And obviously that was 
basically what happened to me you know you know what's very interesting so because i work with both sides right so i set the man up on a date the woman goes on the date and for members it is free and what i think that the members really appreciate and the clients appreciate about the whole process is the privacy the confidentiality how efficient the whole like concierge process is the feedback process as well but I get a lot more girls saying no to a second date than I do the men saying to mm, a second date. Interesting. Because I think that there's this false thing that women want fireworks and sparks on a first date when sometimes it could be a slow burn where I think that men are more like, yeah, let's see how it goes and figure it out. So that's the trend I see. But it just I think it's just so individual. I have to ask you, because mm-hmm. it sounds like you set up a lot of dates. What <laughs> is your ideal date in Dubai? Oh my gosh, I mean, if we Guys, want to get in, if you want to date Christian. <laughs> I would love a chopper ride to Burj Al Arab. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's where I want someone to propose to me. <laughs> I would say that an easy, clean date is always over a meal. You get to know somebody, you're across from them one-on-one if you can carry on a conversation throughout a meal and also there's a lot of things you can observe and listen for when you're actually sitting down committed to a meal with somebody like uh how do they treat others how do they treat you how do they hold their silverware all of this i would just say a great ideal date is to pick my favorite japanese restaurant (laughs) and then we go there and see how it goes i find as well like table etiquette Mm -hmm. it can be such a turn off yeah it's such a deal breaker and if I was to go for dinner I always kind of have so many thoughts going through my head so I wouldn't want to get spaghetti Uh (laughs) I also feel like I would want to be I don't know that the food choice like are we getting started there's so much more to it I feel like this dinner isn't as easy and as straightforward maybe as it sounds. <laughs> that is the pressure that you put on yourself. Like I yeah. used to go on dates and I used to get myself in such tizwas. But then I'll go for dinner, you know, with, with a girlfriend and just breeze for it and be my natural self and just everything will come out so natural. But I, you do put a self-conscious like pressure on yourself being like, I have to be perfect. You know what's interesting? I literally had this conversation today where we were talking about the different types of dating apps and how maybe some apps you feel less pressure going on a date than others because there is no expectation in it. So in the sense where you go on the date because you have no expectation, you're more yourself and like you're more your natural self, which is why I say to go on a one-on-one dinner date with somebody because you will figure out in that date whether or not you actually want to see this person again or not. It kind of forces that. How do you wrap up a dinner date? I've been on many dinner dates Mm -hmm. before meeting my partner and I've been sitting there and I just know. I just know that he is... You don't want the main course, you want to go home. Yeah, like I I literally, I, I just know that not like expecting sparks, but just how the conversation is, how he is as a person. Not saying he was a horrible guy, but how would you wrap up that dinner to be like, without hurting that person's feelings? Or would you just go straight in and be like, sorry, not for me, check, this one's on me. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you something. It's very important to have a good dating reputation. Now, when I say that, I think it's just three simple things. Be kind, be on time, be engaging. But 
if you're really going through a date and you're kind of like, I don't really feel anything for this person. Instead, I would try to find out what that other person is an expert in. Maybe they're an expert in wine, maybe an expert in cheese in Africa. Like, I, I don't know, just making things up, right? Mm-hmm. Find out what they're an expert in. Let them shine a little bit because if they walk away from that date going, oh my God, Annie is amazing. She's not for me, but she's amazing. You never know. Maybe your next partner is their cousin, brother, boss. it's a small world Mm -hmm. we actually have a a mutual friend who funnily enough went on a date with a guy and she was like you're not for me but you're for my friend and now they're married yep you see absolutely nuts but it's like that actually happens it does and it's happen. such a small world well in dubai mm-hmm. it's so small everyone knows everyone anyway so i don't Pretty think much. you ever want to you know burn your bridges on dates because you never that's know you'll thing. probably see them at brunch the week after <laughs> well and and that's the thing too and i mean going on a date for some people is a real daunting task anyway so then you don't want to make anybody feel bad anytime in any way of life but especially on a date when someone's kind of putting themselves out there and then you're going to make them feel so bad by being but like bye i gotta go strategy though to make someone talk about themselves a lot yeah because i was mm-hmm. always told but i find it aggressive but in a sentence to always say someone's name because people love hearing their own name that's so funny you say that <laughs> a, a, no, a, I, I agree i agree and it, 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 there's and it is, a, it, it is yeah. like a, mm-hmm. a tactical thing and i do it in certain like meetings and conversations where i say a name and like i can just tell they're already engaging with yes, me correct. they're already like and it's so true like especially in dubai I, I personally find that everyone just loves not in a bad way but they start off talking about themselves so yeah. you just breeze through that date a lot easier yeah and it's funny you say that because I was working with somebody once and I think that he had read the same book on psychology, right? And every third time we would speak or he would ask me a question or we would engage in some kind of conversation, every third time it was his turn, he would say my name and I was like, he's reading the same book. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just laughing and I was like, oh, it's so funny. At least you know he read it and he's yeah, on the same page. Yeah, exactly. And you touched on some advice there mm-hmm. a minute ago, but do you have any other advice for single listeners on dating in Dubai or oh dating my in general? Gosh. Dating in general. I think that dating should be, like I said before, the most fun time in your life. Go out there, date, keep your high standards, but zero expectations. When you go on a date, be very open to whether it can be a romantic connection, a friendship, a business connection. You never know. Enjoy yourself, laugh. And if you are in the dating phase as well, before you start dating, you should create a dating wish list. And I'm saying this like as a woman, but I guess as a man too. But you can create a dating wish list so that when you do start getting asked out on dates, even if the date was a bust, like, oh, it's just not going to be a connection. You tried something new on your list. So then it always makes it a a success too. So then it like kind of amplifies like how much fun dating can be. And then also, I mean, gosh, if you are a female in Dubai, please sign up for our database. It is completely free. And yeah, you never know. You could be linked up with one of our bachelors. And I also have to ask, are you single, Christiana? I am dating many people at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that I am the number one focus in my life right now is my business. I don't know if in this moment in time I have the capacity for a relationship, but I have a capacity for a situationship. 
<laughs> That's my current. You're no longer in that paddling pool of Abu Dhabi. <laughs> no, no, we are in Dubai, the ocean of Dubai. I was going to say, you're international now, darling. Miami, we are, <laughs> London. We are, it's crazy, I love it. So we want to play a game, or would okay. you rather? Let's do it. And <laughs> um, we want to do this to help get some advice for our singletons or mm-hmm. our single listeners. So number one, would you rather go on a first date of a walk or the cinema? Oh my gosh. Definitely not a walk. A walk is cheap. And also, I think a cinema is hard too because you're sitting next to somebody. You can't engage with them. Can't talk. You can't talk. And then you don't know if you like this person or not like this person based on whether or not the movie was good or not. Or if you actually had some kind of energy between you two. I would go for walk. Oh you gosh. You could like walk past... No, somewhere no, no, nice for lunch i think a walk if you're a man suggesting that for a first date i think like a walk is free and like that's weird like why would i wear gym gear to meet you for the first time like i'm a person where i believe in putting in effort getting dressed up yeah. and looking your best when you first meet the person first Just, impressions yeah it's important on both sides also it could be a really long walk if you get on well <laughs> it'd be like the marathon <laughs> oh my god it, it could be a long walk and also gosh we're in dubai it's still technically kind of summertime <laughs> you get hot and sweaty <laughs> both on annie what's yours out of the two walk or cinema I, mean, I don't think i'd rather i think i'd rather dinner or something yeah but i would definitely. say i would say a walk if i had to choose one okay the next one would you rather the date pays or you I mean, is this even a real question? (laughs) I know. I think you told me off the last time I spoke about finance and men. So definitely, I'm a very traditional person when it comes to dating. This is what I preach as well. I think that the man should be paying for the first date at least. I'm also a very three to one rule kind of person. You do three nice things for me. I do one nice thing for you. And that could be cooking well I don't cook ordering food um or like yeah paying the bill but I'm a very much three to one rule person in the beginning of a relationship Holly what about you what would be your answer my partner paid for like the first two or three times Mm -hmm. and now we're 50 50 yeah and funnily enough we've spoken about this and we're actually like comfortable because we're both earning a wage yeah and I think yeah I think it just it's fair Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Cause you 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 guys live together too as well. Yes. Yeah. We do. So we do. you're in I'm a getting full fledged relationship. Christiana. <laughs> I know. And you, Annie? Yeah, I think I would rather they pay. <laughs> especially on the first date come on wine and dine me well you know i was having a conversation with somebody and i was asked oh how how did how did the date go and this wasn't anybody who was in the database or a client or anything but they said they're like oh it was so great he paid for the first date and i was like that's your bar (laughs) that should be like the expectation that that person should be a given yeah it should be a given everyone was calling in i was listening to the radio about a week ago Mm. and it was all about Discounts, privily okay. discount. What's the other ones in Entertainer. Dubai? Entertainer. How would you feel if somebody got that out on yeah. the first date? Yeah. How would you react to that? I, if I they have, paid, mm-hmm. but they were like, I've got an entertainer, would you be like, okay, he could be potentially smart with his money? Because I'm not going to lie, I love a coupon. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that because I look after my money. But would that be a big 
red flag for you yes huge okay. huge red flag <laughs> i've actually been been on a date with a guy and i know like he makes money because i know the industry that he works and actually i saw him again last week that's so funny dubai is so small <laughs> but anyway he took me out on a date to this place that was having like a discount night or whatever it was it was like unlimited whatever food it was oh my god and did he take you to a ladies night it, it was i think it was like something weird like that but i told him i was like oh no I was, so I, when the waiter came and they gave us like the offer menu i was like oh can i please see the a la carte menu <gasps> i bet he I was, was like, thinking no. the a la carte menu is not for you honey nah, <laughs> no no because also i was like do i look like a cheap date i don't <laughs> also i've got to stage my life i like what i like and if it's going to be complicated like i'm not going to force myself just to save a few dirhams like drink no. something awful eat something i don't want like i think also just get that, what you want girl yeah you, <laughs> and you need to set your standard yeah, in the beginning and if he thinks that on a first date he's gonna take me to a discount offer unlimited sushi that's not happening honey <laughs> no 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 and would you rather after the date they text you straight away or leave it like, leave it for how long i don't know say 24 hours so I, i've had this experience recently actually so the guy and i it was like our second date and then he went home and it was kind of weird he messaged me and said just let you know I got, I got home okay and in my head i was like i don't know that felt like very beta to me and i was like i did not find that attractive whatsoever <laughs> well, I, he said i got home okay yeah, yeah, or yeah. asked if you got no home no okay. no no. so we left the venue and then he messaged me when he got home saying just to let you know i got home okay and in my head i was like did he want me to message him and say did that, you get home okay like bit, i was like should so be the other way around a bit passive aggressive it was so so weird i'm a person that you need to get back to the other person within 24 hours it's kind it's what's we're looking for basically you're just appreciating the other person's time and effort i would say on the date in person i would like it when they say hey i'd love to do this again let's plan something and either you plan the second date on the first date that's a big must for me yeah it's plan like a it huge on there. commitment and not just like airy fairy like literally being like yeah. i've heard of this place would mm -hmm. love to take you and you get this booked in because also it's a conversation starter for you as a woman mm -hmm. to be like you have something to talk about be like you know what about that date or something along those lines yeah i like booking a date in on the date yeah i've had had guys wait but anything longer than 24 hours please know i'm already blocking you oh you're oh, blocked you're blocked oh yeah 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 because i mean <gasps> listen i'm very you know how to cut a man i'm very <laughs> open i'm very open on socials on my website if they want to get in contact with me they'll figure out a way to get in contact but if you are think you're gonna waste my time and not contact 24 hours bye next one would you rather a coffee date or a dinner date dinner, dinner. coffee is cheap not sexy at all. I kind of thought 50-50 about this because you're talking mm -hmm. about time. I would say a coffee in and out, get to know the person because I'm so busy. Just mm -hmm. be like, it'll be more convenient. I know it's Christina's no, no, game. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 yeah. But I just think I'd be put off by like the, the hustle and bustle of a coffee shop. Correct. There's you. It's not yeah. a very nice setting mm -hmm. as in it's so quick paced. Everyone's always in and out, you know. What do you got to wear to that? And I just think, so I'm not worth like an hour of your time yes and also because like us as women it takes us time and effort to get ready and if he can't even dedicate more than 30 minutes to meet you like that's such a major turnoff and i would say if you are tight on time the best way to do something right it's like if you're really if you don't know if you're going to get on with this person you plan to meet him 
or her before you have something else planned in terms of you already getting dressed up and ready. So me and Annie have dinner tonight, but I have a date with Holly. I'll say, hey, Holly, I can meet you at seven, but our dinner is at nine. So then you're already dressed up. You put in the effort. So even if it didn't go well with Holly as my date, I know that I'm going to have a good dinner with Annie because she's my friend. Do you know what? I love that because there's nothing worse than wasting a good outfit and a blow dry. That's the thing. (laughs) When you've you've done your hair and it's wasted on a bad day. Oh, I know. So Uh (laughs) I think that double booking is a smart way to, yeah, if you're tight on time. And last question for the game. Would you rather they wore nice shoes or had a nice smile? Oh, so you can always buy them shoes. Mm. I would say smile for sure. Well, I guess you can buy them teeth too, but that's more expensive than shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of work. (laughs) Lots of work. (laughs) And one question we ask all of our guests on the show Mm -hmm. is, what advice would you have to your younger self? Oh my gosh. I think we touched upon this before, but... I would say trust the process, trust the journey. Like there are things that have happened in my life where I thought were absolutely devastating. How will I ever recover from this? Whether that was a massive breakup or that was losing a job or being asked to leave, whatever. With those moments in life, right? You think it's the worst thing in the world, but it actually helps you to guide you on the right path and what you're supposed to be doing. Because I think about it now, or I think about past relationships, I would have never accomplished what I have and what I'm doing right now without that. I would have never accomplished what I have, what I'm doing right now, being in a previous job or a Mm. previous role. So it might be devastating in that moment, but trust the process. And if you're ready to take action, Go for it. Well, thank you so much, Christiane. It was lovely speaking to you. And for our guests who are listening, how can they follow you? How can they find you? Yes. So everybody on Instagram, I'm at christiana.maction.matchmaker. Please come to our website, christianamaction.com. This is to sign up for our free database or if you're interested in a more curated dating experience, please, please, please visit our website. Stay tuned for our next episode. However, in the meantime, share, love and follow us on socials, the underscore pod DXB or email us at hello at the pod.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Christiana. <gasps> Thank you Thank so much, you my lovely. It's been amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And I hope to see you soon. I learned so much <laughs> talking to you. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and keep killing yeah. it. Aw, oh, thank you. <laughs>